Welcome to Forever XL, the Path of XL podcast. I'm Justin AK Tags. It's odd. So here's the thing. It's episode 99. It's really freaky because we're staring at each other in real life. In real life. We've decided, well, uh, we we this is a weird week for us for Forever XL. We recorded episode 100 yesterday. Mm-hmm. We're recording episode 99 today. And because we were already in my house for 100, we figured let's party at my house staring at each, at well, each other. Let's keep the setup for 100 for 99. Yep. It's close. We've shifted it around a little bit, but we thought it'd be fun to record in person. You are much grosser in real life. And but where that came from was me saying at the beginning, I've taken down all the soundproofing. So, you know, at least now we won't hopefully have to yell because we have headphones on. And the first thing Tyler does is goes into a, a rock song in an echoey room. It makes sense. You <laughs> have to go high pitched when there's a nice echo. Right. Anyway, episode 99. So Wayne Gretzky, you didn't even say it. I, I was got waiting it for you. You're the sports guru. I was, you, you know went what, actually like this an morning, old school tirade when you were talking about Daryl Strawberry. The few this morning ago. I wanted to Google like people who had used number 99. Yeah. So that when you were about to say it's the, you know, the great one episode or the, I could, I could say like, oh, it's a Joe somebody yeah, yeah, or yeah. whatever. And you'd be like, what? Yeah, but I didn't uh, have time. <laughs> I forgot. forgot. Yeah, no, for sure. You know, it's funny. I haven't done it for a few episodes that when we finally get to the 99, I totally forgot. We removed it from our default, like layout and stuff. So. Yep. Uh, big shout out to Patreons this week, Big Mac and Dakota. Thank you guys for joining the crew. For everybody else who supports the podcast, your faces are awesome. If you're curious what our Patreon is, it gets you access to After Dark, which is our podcast after the podcast, where we just talk more stuff and things. That's yeah. literally it. It is. Yeah. What are you doing? You it's look so like you're great. about to do. You look like you're. See, this is the problem with now in person. <laughs> I can't I'm, just like. I'm twiddling my toes. I'm flipping my phone around. My notes are on my phone instead of my second monitor. Yep. Which we had for episode 102, which was a little weird because we're both looking down. Yeah. Poor. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> poor in, individual. Oh, right. That's right. It's so weird talking. To, I, there was a point in episode 100 where I referenced something I talked about in episode 99, mm-hmm. but obviously we hadn't recorded 99 yet. And now I'm trying not to reference episode 100 because we've done it, but it's not out yet. But anyway. you made very clear point to point out that you were referencing 99, even though we hadn't I think I recorded it, it. I'm kind of hoping we missed that point. That I just completely, well, I did forget what I was. I don't even know if you remember what it is that you're going to say you referenced. So I feel like there's a good chance we're never going to say whatever it was. And then in episode uh, 100. You know what? I gave you freedom to push whatever <laughs> subjects you wanted. And I don't remember what it was that had to stay. I should have flagged it. Anyway, so this coming week, uh, what do we have? POE was officially announced, not released, but September 1st, 2010. 11 years ago, September 1st. Cool. POE was broadcasted, let, let known to the world. Pretty neat. 11 years. Yeah, Aww. that's pretty awesome. Yeah, it was. I feel like that's the only one we need. We're for, done? For reminders? Well, well no, because that's not the release. And that's not beta. That's not, you know, there's like you're a beta yeah, player, so we have announced. to announce beta. And then there's the release day. You have to do release. Console is just superior to any PC. So oh God. you have to do console. It we bothers console. me very much so that every time I look in this week in POE, which is how we structure our notes. Consoles always at the top. Oh, yes. For patches. Always, always. Anyway, how was your week? I had a good week. It was fun walking over for episode 199 because, uh, I don't know, like I walk the dog and everything too, but my dog's actually old, so old now she can barely, barely get around. And so I'm not taking her out for as many walks, but it was nice walking over. 
Do you, do you like GPSs and stuff? Do I like GPSs? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah you, I do. You get along well with them. We're friends. I uh, I love GPSs. Even if I'm just going to McDonald's or Home Depot, I have the GPS on. I know exactly how to get there. It's just down the street, but I put you it turn on. It on. I just, For a short drive? Then yeah. you know where you're going? Oh, yeah. I oh, absolutely love like it. Like just in case? Well, there actually is a just in case factor because if I forget where I'm going, then no matter how mm-hmm. far off track I am, then I'm like, okay, that was my destination and I remember what I'm doing. But I'll do it if it involves a highway and it's a shorter one only because Google's smarter and will tell me if there's an accident yeah, they to do avoid it. Refresh it pretty quick. Mm-hmm. Um, for me, though, I just like maps. I like seeing it go through sure. and I increased my data package or was very happy when I was able to increase my data package on my phone for free because it let me use the satellite view. Like oh, people you didn't where use we're it from, cell phones aren't cheap. I don't know, like everyone that comes to our area and then needs to sign up for a phone. How or much package, data did you have before? Oh, it was like a gig shared between us. Oh, and wow. Now it's four gigs individually. But still, that's like minuscule for so many other people. There's so many other places in the world where basically your phone's 35 bucks and it's just unlimited everything. You know what I mean? Like we have friends that are from Korea. We have friends that have been from Europe. We have friends that are from South America and like all over the place, everyone. And then when they find out that between two people, I'm spending like 140 bucks for the basics, they're like, uh, it's crazy. So anyway, but I like, I was so excited when I could affordably use the satellite view on my, on my GPS. So I used it on the way over the walking directions. And it's pretty, oh man, it's so cool. Like I'm holding it up, my phone. Were you trying up, to find yourself? Like, and oh, there's me. Yeah, yeah it's, oh, it's <laughs> so cool. So anyway, I love it. But one of my other favorite things about walking over here is, um, or just walking in general, being a pedestrian, is seeing how people's faces are in the car. People zone out all the time in the car. They yeah. don't realize people can see them or are watching them. They're like talking to themselves. They're picking their nose. They're singing and spraying their windshield. It's hilarious. So I, I like I like watching people creepily. But this week I had a vacation or yeah, like last it? week. It was good. And thanks for again for recording early for 98. That was very kind. Um, it's crazy. Like so we went into the interior and it's just nothing but valleys, right? Like big mountains and there's just valley upon valley. And you look down one valley and you can see like two other valleys branching off. Like it's such a beautiful area. And you and I have been here for a while and we we love the mountainous ranges and the areas. Have you ever been to Saskatchewan? Yes, drove through it. I hated it. (laughs) Isn't it crazy how much you can see? Like you can't even, it's just flat. It's nuts. And then you have people from Saskatchewan. Have you ever had people from Saskatchewan like come here? They feel so claustrophobic. The mountains are around them. They feel like, I don't know, like they're just, it's it's so, it's kind of funny. I think about that as I go through because we live in a pretty wide valley, but as you get into the interior, it gets really narrow and like, it's really green and wet here and there. It's really dry. So it's pretty cool. I really like seeing it. And uh, had the I, smoke cleared up? It was hit and miss. Like it was clear here when I left. When we got there, it was quite smoky. And we even saw some of the fires on the side. It wasn't dangerous from the highway, but we saw some of the fighting going on. And then we get there and it's super smoky, windy the whole time, which was really nice because we're on the lake. And then it's windy. And all of a sudden, our last two days there, it's super clear. We get down here and well, we're back in the same smoke cloud. It was mm-hmm. super cloudy down here, but it was, it was really good, really, really good. It was neat to uh, see the kids now that they're a little bit older, like forego their toys and just stare out the window for three and a half hours and enjoy it and look at all the different things. And so it was, it was, it was pretty neat. So yeah, no. And, okay. So last thing, just about driving. Okay. So 
where we live our standard highway speeds, 100 clicks, right? 100 kilometers an hour. If 100 some, to 110. Right, yeah. If somebody flies past you, what color license plate do you think they have? Um, just in general? This is a stereotypical joke for some of our Canadian Probably neighbors. red? <laughs> yeah. If, there's, if somebody drives and past you... And it's a big you, truck. Yeah. If somebody drives past you on the highway here in BC and they're flying, like it's not just like, okay, I need to get past you, but they're like, oh my gosh, I can't believe you're in my way. And they go, they're like 50 kilometers faster an hour than you. It feels like, obviously it's not, it's always an Albertan driver. Always. It's and I'm very stereotypical, but I just absolutely love it. We have some Albertan listeners and I just think it's funny as someone who's been lived all over Canada. I just love the stereotype that no matter whether I'm in British Columbia, Alberta, or sorry, British Columbia or Saskatchewan, somebody passes you and it's a red and white license plate. It's just so funny. I love the stereotype of it. But no, man, I had a good time. We hung out with the in-laws. My uh, wife and kids had a great time. I did too, of course. Hopefully the in-laws did. And it was good. Thanks. Did you have a good week? Yes. Oh, yeah, I did. I had. So this week my kids were gone, which was fantastic. All right. They're hanging out with my mother-in-law uh camping all week uh, they've got i mean it's not actually camping but so it's been awesome quiet and i've gotten a ton of work done which is awesome and we've gone out every night christine and i've gone out almost every single night to go out for like dinner go walking or whatever so it's been awesome they come back Weird. and you're not know. divorced yet nope no. i thought she would have left you a long time ago i'm the best debatable no i like actually <laughs> there's <laughs> i like it when you keep it going the uh so yeah we we went out lots and then i spent way too much time in this room setting up for episode 100 it was we had a lot of fun with it but it was it will never ever happen again when people get to see it or hear it wink wink uh it was fun it was fun yeah, it was a lot of fun. i will never do it again ever in the history of it was ever an actual it was it was really awesome to speak to the person and it was yeah, we had fun. Wish you could talk about it more. We'll talk about it more in. Uh, I mean, we tweeted. If you're curious about it, you can check our tweeters or our Discord. And I think we, yeah, I actually said in the tweet who we hung out with. So it was fun. We had a good time. Episode 100 will be out in a week, and it's uh, it was a lot of fun to do. But <laughs> it will never happen again. A <laughs> lot, lot, a lot of work for people that have lots going on 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 a usual basis outside of their hobbies. Yeah, for something that's just for fun, I don't have the time for that. So, yeah. but it was a lot of fun. It just a lot to set up. My wife does not; she's not a fan of. I told her what Chris said after I showed you guys the picture. Oh, right. So I, I took a picture of my what this is our living room, and it completely all done up, and we wanted to put on Discord yeah, it was too. Bit, yeah, no kid or family complain here. It was no, curtained off. Completely there were done. like lights and lights mics and, mics and wires. And cameras everywhere. You couldn't touch it. You weren't allowed in here if you're a family person. Thankfully, we didn't have any kids here anyway, but which is why we kind of had to record it before 99 was because it worked really well for not having kids. And uh, so I, I sent a picture to you guys and I said, my wife's not a big fan or is not going to like this or something. And his response was, tell her, as long as you live under my roof. Yeah, he emphasized your something about house. My, yeah, and he capitalized your, you'll live yeah. by my rules. Or <laughs> Yeah, really sexist comment. And the best, though, was Ryan's response, which was a gif of, it's from, I want to say it's from Dodgeball, uh, the movie Dodgeball. Yeah. And it's um, Jason Bateman saying, let's see how this plays out from Cotton. <laughs> yeah, 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 that's pretty funny. And I showed it to her and she laughed. She's like, I'm going to kill Chris, but. Uh, no, it was fun. We all want to. I had a good time and it was a busy week, but very awesome evenings. 
Good. Yeah, I'm going out tonight and go out again tonight. And then I think Saturday, I think they come back. I don't know when. Saturday or Sunday they'll be back. So, Mm. yeah, so it was good though. Good, good busy week. How was, uh, how was your POE week? Did you have a POE week? You didn't really do much. Not in the game, but man, was my theory crafting going. This is probably my like biggest. (laughs) It's funny because I didn't play POE because I was gone on vacation. And, but (laughs) this is like, Take a look. This is like the biggest my notes have ever been for how my POE week was. If they had mobile, would you have played on vacation? Yeah, because my wife and I love Gems of War. It is such a cool game. I think it's really well balanced. It's just, it's a theory crafter dream. If you like adding RPG theory crafting to the randomness of that gem and puzzle matching stuff. Like it's really, really, I, I really like it. We've been playing it for maybe a year now and almost daily we're absolutely loving it uh but that being said whenever poe mobile comes out it's going to be either gems of war or poe so hopefully maybe we'll get into this a little bit later but hopefully guilds get fixed or maybe there's a way to like be buddies with someone online like my wife could play poe mobile and i and we zero chance i don't know if there was just even a nice oh neat you've killed this many monsters this week stat that you could share with people on your friends list or something i don't know but i don't i don't see my crossing from like pc to no 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 no. i'm talking like my poe mobile character and her PO or account or created character whatever it is like if there's no way if it's purely single player i probably won't it probably will be probably at first considering how things have gone guild wise for the last million years on the i don't even see them doing party play i don't even see them doing where you No, i doubt the party play will That'll make a phone explode. I mean, that's my naive assumption. I don't know how that kind of stuff works, but and just in terms of like being able to compare or work together for a stat individually, but together, like if there's nothing that I can share with my wife, I'll probably still end up playing Gems of War instead of POE just because it's a fun thing to do together, right? But this this week I kind of had, when I was gone, I was thinking about like my guides this is the first time in forever I've had in, in three years. I think I've had only two guides. I normally have three, four. I've stupidly had five at one point. Um, but three, four, depending on how well the guide is written, I, I can handle from a time management perspective. But this is the first time I've had only two. But my brain's like really clicking on all the others. And this was something that we discussed in, in episode 100. But the game changes so much now like it's not small changes and you're adding a league it's core changes and from a community creator perspective i'm so screwed every single league i'm so screwed because i don't have the time right i have a family i have kids and i don't even have a job right i'm a stay-at-home dad and i still i'm still obviously busy like you talk to oprah she knows how hard it is (laughs) right but what i'm saying is like I don't have the time to make sure that all my characters are perfectly min-maxed and can do this content with the new changes. Mm-hmm. If it was the old way of PoE where I had something like, okay, here's a new league mechanic and here's some bug fixes. We also changed this ascendancy. Okay, that's probably not going to impact my four characters. I, I know this, these guys can do the same content. So now I'm at a stage now, especially with how dramatic, like I think this started back when Melee, they had the Melee revamp and then the Spell revamp and then the Minion revamp, right? That was like mid threes, I think, for leagues. Anyway, 
I'm kind of at a point where I'm like, if I like a build, if I'm like, if I like a build and like, screw it, making a guide, take it as far as you want. Like, you're not going to answer. Yeah, no, no, I'll answer and stuff. But in terms of like, I'll properly set expectations too. like, Hey, I haven't played this or I haven't had a chance to, you know, the, the new league changes are pretty crazy. So here's the pros and cons here. I see how it works. I'm not going to guarantee that it can kill an A9 Cyrus with your eyes closed. You know what I mean? Right. For the most part, like when I look at other people's characters, I was watching Mathel yesterday. And when you watch Zizarin, when you watch anybody, right, it's their characters are so good. Like when we sit down and we watch Octavian or BK or Tarki, they're all really good. But I look at their tree and I'm like, uh, unless they're doing crazy cluster stuff, I'm like, yeah, that looks exactly like the kind of trees I make. And then I look at their weapons and stuff. I'm like, it's the same gear I use, but that's way better roles. You know what I mean? So I know like from a theory crafting perspective, the content's fine. It's just, you need the gear to draw. So I kind of went uh, with my, all my brainstorming this week. I kind of went with uh, screw it, F it. I'm just going to guide it mentality. So uh, it's kind of fun to go through all that kind of stuff and, and think about it with a little bit less pressure. But yeah, so here, let's see been talking lots about it already but here are the kind of guides that i want to i want to put up the, the, these are the characters not guides i don't these are characters i always want to play no matter the league it's just content that i really enjoy and i always want to be successful every league and so that's the kind of stuff i'm going to start just having as my mainstay as opposed to caring about the success of it so obviously zombies right righteous fire i love both of those actually got hit pretty bad with all these changes. They weren't skills that were considered. The only active skills were considered. Um, but anyway, I, I really like zombies and RF. I love curses. Absolutely love curses. And uh, I find it almost impossible to not be an occultist for two reasons. The curse efficiency, but then also there's that one node that gives you plus 60 to chaos res. Yep. I, I could never... I used to, but now just how much more chaos and surprise damage is in the game i i can't that's like my first node that i aim for it's it's i just think it's so crazy strong uh what else i love counter attacks so like max block builds even though there's huge good pros but huge cons to max block builds because it's really hard to find that defense outside of your max block and i still love champs the champion uh, just I love the fact that they have the most aura efficiency in their tree than anyone else. It's not the guardian. It's the champion. That one node gives them more aura efficiency than the guardian does, which it wasn't, didn't used to be the case. So if you're really min-maxing your aura efficiency, you start as a champ, and I love that concept. But then there's also just the idea with you know how that's set up. I think it's a really cool build to do something like a double herald build. You know, where it's like Herald of Purity and Herald of Agony. I don't know. Because it's good for physical damage, but it also has the mitigation to handle it. Anyway, it was, it was a brainstorming week, but I didn't actually do anything. I think the only problem now that I'm having with theory crafting are the changes to casting damage taken. Okay. I'm having a hard time filling in gems. You mean because you don't want to use casting damage taken with the change? Because I can only afford to use one. In some builds, I can't even afford to use one. Like if I'm using a 50% and a 35% aura, I have 15% mana left. And unless I'm focusing on increasing my mana with more than just one small cluster, I can't even do like a low level casting damage taken with three quality of life things. I don't have enough mana, flat mana to actually trigger all three. So besides the cast damage taken, what would you need the mana for? That's it. 
right? Because I also need it. Well, I'd also need it for casting whatever my skill is, right? So, um, but you also want to make sure that you have the mana region to ensure that no matter when you want to cast that active skill, you have it. Right. You don't want it to to be out of mana just because your casting damage taken just went, and then you're at that awkward stage where you're expecting your whatever your active skill is to go off. And so I'm actually having a really hard time with the 250. percent Like I can't. It's uh, it's hard. Like I think even if it was at 100, percent it would still cost. I'd still have to focus on making sure that I have my mana, but there's already a pro and con to casting damage taken. It's either not going off very much because it's a high level one or it's going off a ton, but with low level spells. So there's already that consequence of choice. So if you made it cost 100%, I think it would still have its decent value. Either way, I'm having a very hard time filling in gems. I know a lot of builds go around and they don't have all 24 or whatever if their gems going. I, I like to kind of min-max that, but I really... I'm, gonna have to have builds now they're like hey, you know what here's two four sockets that you can just do whatever you want with <laughs> there's some there's some I, i'm i'm on the fence on because i do agree that maybe 250 was a little harsh maybe a little bit lower of a change might be necessary but one thing that has been kind of cool is figuring out what are some alternatives i can find mana reservation percentage on the tree i can find minus to mana cost on my rings with crafting i could throw an enlighten on my auras sure. so because uh, i'm in the same boat i have very little mana my uh spectral shield throws running on life tap uh i would love to not have that but I, it would require so much specific things in rings to get it to where it's not costing me mana in the in the case but uh with a i think a level two or level three enlightened i can at least afford to have my two three cast when damage takens no two getting triggered true but you have to adjust well, and but yeah but uh, an enlighten is to me a perk when you know what i mean like cast but you can plan around that i don't think it's I, I i don't think that that's unfair to say that you should have to or that that's you know because i think the problem is even at a hundred percent it might still be too low because some level 20 things you would attach to cast when damage taken are crazy cheap they're very very cheap even at level 20 for mana cost for mana cost yeah so, that's a gem that's a that gem issue too right well yeah maybe but i think if you made it so it was too easy you run into the same where it was before which maybe is kind of what people liked which i did too but i can see why they changed it which is hey you get all this for free you sure. do have to use up some sockets but you get it for free well yeah but 100 percent's not free the, i think the thing that i'm having a hard time with is i don't know what i'm supposed to be doing in 315 my damage got weaker, the enemies got harder, and I have to consider this. And that, so I don't know how much mana I need or how much damage I need to be successful because things have changed so much. But I don't know how much defense I need because things have changed so much. And uh, so now I'm having to make all these choices, but my, my vanilla characters still need to be able to do it. And so uh, like kind of the only thing, that, it's kind of a hard toss-up because I think too much has changed for me to properly know how I'm supposed to, which direction I should go. Well, should I? Okay, so I can only have one cast from damage taken link. Do I put that into offense? Do I put that into defense? And sure, maybe I can change that. But when so much has changed at once, it's kind of like, man, I have no idea what to do. I don't even know if these 250% changes are good or not. Because I, like, I guess from a theorycraft's perspective as a casual player, it was just 
too much at once. And I don't know the direction I need to go to be successful. I think one of the, one of the things with that is that from a theory crafting point of view, and if you look back, even back to when you first started playing, and certainly when I first started playing, we didn't have path of building. So your theory crafting was make your build and play it. Yep. And it might work and it might not. And you go, oh, shit, this didn't work. I got to try something else. I actually really, really like that way of playing Path of Exile, yeah. minus the fact that both of us agree the leveling and everything to get to the point of where you could feasibly test something is too long for somebody who doesn't have a ton of time to play. So it does make it really hard because you go, there are stuff, oh, we've talked about this literally every single league. I have said this every single league. There are skills out there that I would love to try. I think they'd be so fun. I don't know that they'd work, but I'd love to try them out. But I don't have the time. This is the first league in forever. I've leveled two guys up. And it, it's been awesome, but that's just because one of the builds really worked. The first one was like, eh, I wasn't really feeling it. But I, I think it's one of the tough things is because when you get so deep into like, I'll laugh with Ethan, and I know you're the same way. Path of building is the game. Path of exile exists, but path of building is like, this is where I'm going to construct my thing. And you can get so into it. And then uh, my, my struggle when I look at path of building now is I'm like, hmm. I, I yeah. see a number and I see a defense. Oh, I think maybe it'll work, but it's not the same as actually going like, okay, like you're talking about with cast when damage taken, actually getting to 85, 90, getting your tree filled out, playing a while, having the gear, figuring out things like in light or mana reservation, or you're getting the unveils to get the minus to mana cost. Like there's so many things that have to have. We, uh, this is definitely a topic we've talked about. It came up again in, in 100 as well. There's so much stuff in the game now that's gated behind playing way too long. And when you're talking every single league, that's really hard because I, I love playing league. I want to play league. No interest in standard. But to get the stuff I want requires me to play such a long time that it's really hard to test stuff out. I, I, I'm on the fence on the Castman damage. I like that they increase the fact that it, or sorry, they increase the cost. I think that it's an or interesting it concept. Cost, yes. Right. That I there agree. is a cost to it now. Totally agree. 250, I think, was a little heavy handed. Uh, yeah, I, I do. I do. I think it makes it really hard to plan around Castman damage taken now. And, but I'm glad it does have a cost because it used to be like, well, I got like four sockets. I guess I'll just throw something on here that, you know, so I like that it does have some cost, but 250 is a bit sure, high. Let me, let, me, let me give you kind of an example, like as my minion character, right? Zombies. I want my offering going off. But there's a lot of bosses in the game that don't have extra mods. So I need to make sure I have Desecrate as well. So typically for my minion builds, I have a low level cast and damage taken, Desecrate, Bone Offering, and then something for survivability because there's that extra option there. So sometimes it's increased durations, the block chance, because I use Bone Offering, so I like the block chance. Uh, so maybe it'll be increased duration. Maybe it'll be purifying flame for the consecrated ground. Maybe it'll be withering step for the phasing when I get hit. I like the prospect of me needing to consider, okay, well, do I actually want this a level one where it's like three, 400 damage going off that much? I don't know. Like that's sure the mana's a little bit lower four, five mana less per gem cast but that's really frequent okay now i don't have time to make my my active click or i don't have the mana because it's constantly getting triggered okay so i like that prospect of now needing to go okay well maybe i go to level seven cast and damage taken that's a thousand damage taken to go off yes it costs a little bit more on paper but it's going off less frequently you know i, li I like that math but 
for me right now, I have pride and skitterbots on my zombie build. And I don't have enough mana for cast and damage taken, level 7, desecrate, bone offering, and withering step. I can't cast it. It'll cast the first two. Right. And then that's when the gem placement becomes extremely important because cast and damage taken has a specific order. But what if your cast and damage taken gem is in the middle? But you can't, it's now I have to be extremely specific with the color socket gem order. So I'm not just looking for red, green, blue, green, which is the order I want. I might get that, but the red might be right in the middle. Right. And how is a normal person going to know the order that that's going off? And why am I not phasing when I'm getting hit? What's going on? So I do think it's heavy handed because I do think a build should be capable of doing that. When you have 15% mana left over at level 90, right? Because a lot of new players don't even know you're gaining these attributes. You're gaining mana as you level up inherently. At 100%, would it go off? Uh, At level 100? No, at 100% cost instead of 250. Yes, most definitely. Yeah, because I'm taking something that's costing 17 and it's going from 34 to like 45, something like that. I'm not doing the math. Right, right. But you know what I mean? And then the other one, I think the bone offering costs 25 because mana stuff's a little bit more expensive. Then you go down to withering step and I think that's 14. And it's like all of a sudden, like I'm, I'm needing 250 mana to do this little four link. So I don't know. Anyway, anyway. Maybe it's they'll just, eventually come up with like a, a craft or a, an enchant or a something that is will affect specifically skills that are triggered not by yourself. Hey, that'd be awesome. Maybe one day. But I did find a really cool benefit now because I was complaining about this. Remember when we're really off topic here? Remember when War Cries came out and I was like complaining? I'm like, eight second cooldown in Path of Exile? This is a joke. Like, this is the game where you can have an eight second cooldown. Too much is happening too often. Eight second cooldown's unreliable. Now I'm looking and uh, it was Die when I was, I was broadcasting a few nights before I left from my vacation and Die Katana was saying, uh, He's one of our listeners was saying, uh, asked me to try out this ring. It was one of the, uh, what's it called? The hungry loop where you can like feed in supports that it eats yeah. and then it's, and then it uses then it. So it's essentially mm-hmm. kind of like a five link, I think it is. He put void sphere on as his skill with just a whole bunch of quality supports and like second wind and calling strike and something else. And it, like, it was really smart. And so he asked, he told me to play with it a bit and I fell in love with it. And I'm like, all of a sudden I started thinking like, wait a second, 10 second cooldown is perfect for cast and damage taken, right? Because now you're getting the supports, you're getting the triggers, you're getting all of that going. But no matter how often the trigger goes off, that skill is only consuming mana once every 10 seconds. And that just saved the day for my righteous fire character, because now I can have a level 20 cast and damage taken with immortal call, which is valuable for that build for me. And I don't know, two other things that are really good. A wave of conviction and then combustion. That can go off at a fully level cast and damage taken, but I can still get my curse going off triggered. But because it's with void sphere, it's only once every 10 seconds, which is good. It doesn't mean anything when you're mapping anyway, but it'll go off every now and then during a boss fight. So I, it, was, it was a nice savior. The big cooldowns all of a sudden, I'm a big fan of on a spell. It's not a topic we're actually talking about, but you brought it up and it made me think about it that I wish, or I don't know, maybe they need to just stop it and get rid of it. But the gem ordering mattering, the gem order mattering for cast and damage taken is an actually pretty awful thing, given that there's no information. I understand why it's like that, but I don't like it. Yeah, they have their 
their dev systems where they'll like someone would come on Reddit and explain, well, actually it's because of this and this and this, but from a user perspective, it's I awful. don't care. No, like it's, it is dumb. Yep. It should, I get that there needs to be a sequence, but it, it is such a pain with the current system and sure. Yeah. It might change in 20 years for PUE two, well, three years, whatever it is, but, um, it is a huge pain, especially now that it costs. And if you're not sure if that last gem is going to go off because of mana restrictions like if something else was used like let's say i'm clicking my main skill just before this trigger skill goes off it might mean i don't have enough mana for the last one but maybe that's the most important one but just because of gem ordering it's the last one that go off if you take a four link and you put something before cast when damage taken will it still gray out in your bars as if it's you can't cast it or will it stay it's still it's still um triggered but I don't know the order. If cast and damage taken isn't first, I don't know. If, so let's say on a four link, cast and damage taken is in the top right. I don't know if it does top left first or last. And sure, that might be on the wiki, but that's one of the thousand things that would be nice to be in the game. Like just how the gem, which gem it's choosing, that kind of stuff. Which could be done with a simple mouse over. Once you have it in there, it'll tell you like triggers in this order. Triggers first, triggers second. Yeah. Yeah, so... Anyway, um, it was a huge, huge theory crafting week for me, but it brought up a lot of good reflection points for me on the game. So it was, it was an edifying time for PoE for me. How was, how was your time? Good. I'm still playing Spectral Shield Throw. I have crafted more of my gear still, which has been a ton of fun. I crafted a helmet Thanks. using fossils. Thank oh you very much. Oh, you're such a big boy. I know. Uh, so I crafted a helmet, which I wanted one that had the minus nine to physical resistance to enemies nearby, as well as a high life roll. It's got the enchant for spectral shield throw to um, have five additional particles or whatever. They're particles. Particles. <laughs> That's essentially what they are. It's fun. Yeah, it's good. It's been a lot of fun. I have cleared more this league than ever before. I... The first time ever finding the, what's it called? The realm? The, what's that thing in the middle of the Atlas now called? The something realm? Oh, Uncharted Realm. Uncharted Realm. First time ever. Really? I did the fight where you have to fight all four of the Shaper Guardians together. Oh, So I fought Minotaur, Chimera. How'd it go? It was fine. It's a lot of moving. It's, you know, I I don't remember if we talked about this. I know we talked about it in 100 and I've always been, I know I didn't talk to you about this because I talked to Ethan about this. It's awful how much of the game is gated behind that far into the game. When you unlock the Uncharted Realm or whatever it's called, there are so many new things that open. Oh, no, we did talk about this, I think, in 98. Even just Maven. Even just Maven. When you unlock Maven, you unlock so much of the Atlas. There is now so many new things that can happen in the Atlas that could not happen until you got very... We're not talking just like, oh, it's the first time I had to do like a... What is it? Six bosses or four bosses five bosses i don't remember what the first one is but you need to unlock like six to eight points to start getting some really big benefits out of the maven passive points on the atlas tree but you are wickedly deep into the game and into the atlas by the time that happens and i know there are people who play a lot super efficient they get there really quick it's not a big deal but that i am not convinced that's the majority of people this was, my, like I said, my first league since Maven came out. It's only like one or two leagues, but I've never seen the Uncharted Realm. And even now that I've done it, I've been, I'm like, I don't really have much of an interest in unlocking too many more of those points because I fought Shaper with the Maven. That 
is a nightmare. And now, do you well, remember, like okay. I, I know well, there's a lot of stuff about oh, Maven that annoys me, but I'm that they're well, let me tell things. you, Shaper. Can, can, you can picture the Shaper. Yeah, I love fight. the Shaper fight. Okay. Shaper fight is a big circle. Shaper chills in the middle, right? Right. That's yeah, how, that's yeah, yeah. basically how the the fight starts. When Maven's witnessing it, she's got her giant ass right in the top I, right corner, and she doesn't move. Oh, she never moves. I know. Don't get me started on GGG putting trees and stuff always in the way, stupid pillars and Maven. Anytime I need to get into that top right corner, I cannot see what's happening. And with a Shaper fight, you don't have a ton of time to react. If he beams or chucks a couple balls at you, you better move. Yeah. So that's the probably the worst part of it, is she is so fat and giant in one spot and unnecessary uh, entirely unnecessary she could be way off to the side or just talking invisibly i don't need to see or she her. could fade if the camera goes over her right. i don't she her visual presence is not valuable to my fight i don't need her there and i could have turned it off but i was like well i you may can't as well turn it off well you can because you can click the little thing when you load the map right you can click the little white maven circle and then maven won't witness whatever you're oh, doing oh, oh turn her off no that's like excluding a game mechanic so you have visual clarity especially that's the ridiculous. first time because you need it for her to yeah. witness things for oh, you no. to be able to do some of the additional you keep like, maven content. on and then they just make it better quality of life but then on top of it i and now i'm thankfully have enough damage and it was happening for a lot of other fights including when i had to do the four shaper guardians her heal needs to just go away. It is awful. Now, it's even worse now. You've made them harder, you've made them stronger, and you've made my damage less. I'm okay with those things. It means that my fights take longer. I'm totally fine with that. The first time I fought Chimera was ridiculous, and I have a ton of damage. I, I, I had rolled uh, increased health on bosses yeah. and something else, and it made it so that I, I did it. I finished it. But with her healing, it was a nightmare. It took me, I'm not kidding when I say the Chimera fight probably took 10 minutes. That's never happened before. No, ever. that's that's a me time frame. That's not a you time frame. Like you've you've heard me go off a ton on life regen on enemies in the game. You know what I mean? Especially when you add, like I've I've talked about the Wasteland boss a ton. The fact that you, it's not even, that doesn't even have a life regen mod under it because it's circumstantial based on the, the chaos damage on the ground. But when you add increased life to monsters or bosses, it's just so dumb because it's so, like, there's no, you have to go offense first. As long as they keep life regen on bosses in the game, unless it's something like interactable where you can be like oh no they're going to do that skill and if we don't do enough damage yeah, to that interrupt character. them or something right but that, that's not this kind of game mm -hmm. right that's like an mmo style boss where you can stop something from happening and that's part of a strategy that's not this game it just happens kind of like what's that one like it's the octopus lady but she's on the fire vents and you have to yep. go and interact i like interactive boss fights but when they teleport out of your screen and you're like okay which three Let's did go she look. go to but I'm doing a defensive first build. Oh, shoot, you just got rid of my last 30 seconds of debt. And that happens again and again. I can't imagine what it would be like for someone like me trying to do rolling lots of life regen from Maven on the Chimera. I, it, I was getting super frustrated. Even, and then the Shaper one too, because he kept going up into that top right corner. I couldn't see him. I'm trying to manage the little balls that are coming in. And then I also, I'm... 
is Zana still that, in that when you're doing yeah, it that way? Is. I I like that they're adding challenges and making things more difficult. But I okay, so you know the it's a rare mob that will come out. It's got a green look to it, and it puts like green tentacles on you, and then you got to move so far oh, away but from it the break off. You Maven does the same thing. Yeah, it's so annoying. Not only that, but she puts magic on the ground that, that looks just like eats everything. I don't know what type of damage it's doing. I have all my resists. I have a really strong person. Maven's like, nah, screw that. You're dead. Yeah, that it's it's like this celestial ground. I maybe it's caustic. I don't know, but it's this celestial ground. But it doesn't take priority, and it doesn't overlap. It's awful. It is. It is. And then her purple tentacles are so frustrating. Like I'm playing against the shaper. The whole point of that fight is to be aware, to move, to get to, to get behind him, to get beside him. Stop putting stuff into the game that makes me move slow. I I don't like. You make me go find gear that gives me movement speed. You make me find things that are going to make me immune to chill, blah, blah, blah. Then you throw something that's like, ah, fuck all of that. Doesn't matter what you have. You now have tentacles attaching you to the ground and you can't just dash away to get rid of them. No, no, no. We need you to walk a certain amount of steps. I don't, I can't stand that stuff. It drives me crazy. I don't, I hate going slow. I'm a slow player, but I hate getting slowed. Like tar to me, it's got to go. But. That like, I I I don't disagree with you on anything, but there's certain elements where that kind of stuff's okay. Um, if you have control of your movement skills and they're circumstantial, they're not to be used constantly. Then you can have that kind of slow on the ground. You can move out of the tentacles, but you know just how gem rolls, cooldown, whatever. You can use your move only once every or twice every five seconds. So it's like, okay, am I going to use this? Can I walk out of this and save my movement? Maybe it's like that, but the game has everything in the game is individual and then thrown together. But if you had a boss set up where let's say you have Maven and then you have like someone that does burning ground and then you have someone that does like the spinning, but I don't know. Let's say you have a whole bunch of ground effects from a whole bunch of different enemies. What if only one ground effect could be in one place at a time? Then let's say Maven's thing is thrown down, but then a boss that has burning ground throws the burning ground on top. Well, it would get rid of the bottom one. So then the visual clarity is there. You always know what you're trying to avoid. Like, I don't, I hate that stuff that Maven puts on the ground, that big dot cloud splash, because I can never see it. Mm -mm. But if it was the only thing there, I could see it. But when it's covered with something else, I can't. And so for me, I can't see, I know this, sorry, this is your POE week and I keep interrupting you. But when I, when I see this stuff, if I know what I'm avoiding, if I know what's hurting me, it's hard to get mad. When you fight the Shaper, her thing on the ground is very much the only thing you see. You don't actually see too much else. So it's relatively dodgeable. Okay. My, my argument to something like Shaper fight, Minotaur fight, which his visual clarity is a little hard with her stuff, but he's about to do a slam. I know I need to move, but now I have 40 tentacles attaching me to the ground. Oh, I right. can't move fast. Now I can shield charge or whirling blades or dash or whatever. But there's a limited amount of times that I can use that. And when I arrive, I'm still tentacled. So now I still need to walk and move. And by the time you've done that, she's like, hey, here's another shot of it. I just don't like stuff like that. It just, I don't mind that there's stuff that could be on the ground. This is avoidable. Don't stand in the chill and you won't be chilled. Now, granted, that's not entirely true because you can still be chilled. But I'm just saying something on the ground to me that I could avoid 
I don't have a bigger problem with that. I hate the fact that they're attaching something to me that is now slowing. Is me. it thrown at you then? You don't like you, it, it appears just, on you. It just appears on you. Yeah. You, there's nothing you could do to avoid it. It's just, yeah. they just, it's the same with those green rares that do it. And I can't stand it. It just drives me crazy. Cause I'm, I don't, like I said, I hate tar too, but I can dash or shield charge or something through it and I'm done. This is like, at first, I don't understand the idea in their head where they're like, it, you have to walk. You actually have to move your character's feet to remove it. You can't just shield charge twice to have it take it. That, like that doesn't count. It's not the distance. It's the amount of footsteps you've taken. Yeah. Get your Google steps app. Ugh, I hate that stuff. So anyway, th- my week was great. I had a really good time playing. I got way further into the game than I've ever done before. I've ever? done. Or just this league. Well, Maven's only been around for a bit. So oh, okay. For I, I, I did Awakener 8. I found out how you get Awakener 9 which is in the Uncharted Realm. I was like, no, thank you. Not going that route. How do you, do you unlock the Uncharted Realm? By doing the four minute, uh, the four Shaper Guardian fight. I have the thing to do Maven, but I'm like, I watched Don the Crown's video on how, you know, like how does the Maven fight work? And it, I wasn't even in the fight and I was like, this would just make me angry. They're like, if I go and try that. Is it because of the puzzle? It's not even just that. There's so many things happening in that fight. Like, and in the last phase of the fight, so in the last phase of the fight, there's like this brain thing that's in the middle and you got to damage the brain. Okay. I guess it's like Maven's brain or something. So big circle, Maven's brain in the middle. Now imagine there's like laser beams coming out from the head to the outside. And if you touch those laser beams, you die. Okay. But what they do is instantly, it looked like it's like Like a shaper beam. Yeah. But what they do is they, they make little openings in the laser that are like enough for your character to run through. And then you do the memory game while While that's that's... out there, as well as all the other fight. I was like, what? This would just, I know this is going to make me angry for two points. No, I'm not going in there. That's the last phase granted. So if you, you know, you've gotten through the fourth. It requires precision. Oh yeah. With not like your, your skills, but like literal location precision. I don't know if you can leap slam over them. But you couldn't like shield charge or whirling blades through it. You have to, and, and you're still fighting things that are, ha- oh, because she summons random bosses mm. throughout the, the, the atlas. You don't know which ones you're going to get. Interesting. So, uh, you know, I've, I, I'm really happy that I got as far as I've gotten. I'm still playing. I'm actually really enjoying it. I'm clearing out the atlas and, and I'm having so much fun in other stuff. I'm getting down deep into delve. I've been doing lots of heist. So, it's been a lot of fun because I've just not cared anymore. I'm just going to, you know, it's a fun play style. I'm enjoying the build, but, and it is really too bad how much of the, the fun part of the Atlas to me is gated in stuff that most leagues, I probably, maybe, maybe next league with the change of uh, the Atlas into four pieces, maybe it'll be a little bit better, but you're still talking a lot of maps to unlock Cyrus. You're talking a ton of maps and very specific the way you have to do them to do Maven. You can't just map and get Maven progressed. You have to map and do the map she has not seen you in and make sure the watchstone level is at the watchstone level it needs to be or she doesn't progress. I'm curious how the Maven thing is going to go now. Like, obviously that hasn't been announced and the four regions instead of eight isn't, isn't official. I think but it is official. Go, well, he said it, but I mean, you, you and I are the type of people where we still like to give the company... It's happening. Doubt. Like if they say it's going to happen, but then they change their mind because they've thought things through. We're, it would be a really it, crazy Chris thing to say. I mean, he's done it before, <laughs> but this would be like yeah. really up there. Uh, but 
it, I'm curious because now Maven's easy to progress. It's a lot, but it's easy. Not the boss fights. Like I actually get really annoyed. I did one of the new maps with a new boss the other day. I had no idea. It was red on red on red on red. I always think about BK because like that's something that's always bugged me, but she was she's very good at describing the elder fight as gray on gray on gray. And just in case you didn't get enough gray, there's yeah. more gray. Mm-hmm. She says that there's a lot of red too. And it was one of these bosses where they had all this stuff on the ground and it was red. And then this was red. I can't see it. I'm not colorblind. I couldn't see it. Anyway, I, I have my ifs, ands, or buts with, with the boss battles, even though GGG puts a lot of effort into them. But in terms of how to go through Maven, I don't run out of maps in a region that need to be witnessed. I have a variety because there's a lot. You would. As you progress the Atlas, you do. And and not that you run out of maps. It's just that I I think, so we've talked about this before. You love race course. I, I like race course actually as well, but there's other maps I like specifically. This game is no, there's no benefit anymore to running your favorite maps. There used to be. No, yeah, you can't just do You can't same. progress anything. You can't rinse and repeat. But as you progress the Atlas, though, and so you do Maven the first time, you get your two points. That's relatively easy. You got to do like maybe four, four or five bosses and you can, you get the first witness. But it's after that, because if you are also trying to progress your watchstones, you can't have three and four watchstones in multiple zones at the same time. So right now I only have four because oh I've actually finished now. I've got thirty two of the washrooms, but that's you, um Cyrus specific though. No, Maven. Maven plays off the same thing. Maven oh, is right, based right, off right. how many watchstones there are. So if you don't progress the watchstones, you can't progress Maven. And so the problem is you can't just if you just throw your and that's it's kind of uh, like I literally had to go and read up on it. I watched a video on it. Like what are the best ways? Because you could get to the point where you're spawning a conqueror. Here's the worst case scenario. You, you're trying to get watchstones and mavens. You put four into a zone that you shouldn't have, and you spawn Baron. And now you've got you got unlucky, and you've got nine maps before you can kill Baron. But you've gotten Baron to spawn in a zone that you've already collected Baron's watchstone. Now you have to clear him off of that whole spot and not collect a watchstone at the end. And can then that still to, happen? I yeah. thought they fixed that. Nope, can totally still happen. Interesting. So that, that is kind of frustrating. It'd be nice to be able to, you know, like when our buddy Chris, him and I play about once a month if, if we can. And uh, when, whenever we get to end game, it'd be nice for an end game for him to be like, oh, okay, I get it. Like, <laughs> like we're never going to do it, but I get it. As mm-hmm. opposed to like, you could just play. play. You could. I'm just, it's just, you can't progress it. And that's what I find a little well, bit Well, it's nice to know what you're doing. You're right. So sure. even if it's something you're never going to do, it's nice to know what you need to do to get there and not need to bring out one of your dad's encyclopedias to do it. Um, I have no problem with complicated, but I, I like to know what, what's going on. Um, the, the point that I was trying to make with having now a hundred maps instead of 168 or whatever it is, is that now I'm going to have, Oh, maybe not. Maybe it'll be easier to spawn Maven now because now you'll have four regions, but 25 maps in a region. It should, it should be quite a bit easier now to spawn her because you don't have to worry about the site. You should watch, and I, I don't remember whose video it was that I watched. It might have been a Grimrow video, but it was talking about the efficient way to progress the Atlas and to do it's I, I did it. It's ridiculous. Like you literally would have to watch the video, watch the video or have a very <laughs> good understanding of exactly how the conquerors spawn. How does Maven spawn and, and how you have how you have to bounce these watchstones around. That's not fun. Like as I'm doing the Atlas, I've got six or seven watchstones just sitting on the side because I can't use them because they would actually screw up my Atlas progression. That is stupid. 
if that's what is required to progress your atlas you're not doing it correctly there's something wrong there so maybe the switch to four will make that better maybe hopefully i hope they take raceway race course out get out of here that'll be the first one to go no way next league there's no race course. i gotta say i haven't actually been a big fan of the new maps because i just like hugging the right sure and then you having can't do a that clear so many new maps. no a lot of the new Awful. maps are there's a lot of ledges and i can't see the ledges i can't see where i can jut down or not it's very mini map dependent and the more i look at the mini map the more at risk i am in the actual game and so I'm still loving the game, though, and I'm having a great time. It's at the weird limbo where we get to talk a lot about the stuff that we wish could change because there's a potential that it could. You know what I mean? But hey, did you see how much time we have left? Yeah. So let's jump into so this we, week in POE because we we're going to be pushing like, a lot of your topics. I know. It was a good conversation, though. It was good topics. Okay, so let's jump into this week in POE. First thing you have is that I'm going to read them because the way we're doing it is weird and Tyler can't see links. Uh, but there was a, a tweet you liked from GGG. Yes. Can you read it? Yep. Fun fact, Expedition was originally planned as the Boat League until boats were removed from the design. <laughs> Line up for pitchforks below. And then they had a the little fire and a little arrow pointing down. But I just love the, uh, the prosper, whatever reason, people want a Boat League. And I think it's funny. Like, I've always been a big pirate fan. So I think that was pretty cool. But it was pretty funny that uh, it, it was just like asking for like, fake hate mail oh, you know what i mean yeah. i just love just it like especially poking. yeah <laughs> and i just love it because that was kind of like what chris's attitude was with the ziz interview too right like it was just a lot of poking at sensitive spots in the community so i thought it was really good yep uh there's two non-important points about console getting patches but Yay. nobody cares uh pc got 315.3 both the patch and the hotfix really cool this is actually stuff again that was talked about in Tarky uh is bay class with chris and they've brought out already so one of the things was that loot that you have unfiltered now won't render right so items that are hidden from your filter aren't even going to render in the game and we did some testing just today because i was curious how it would work and it's actually really well done so items that you choose not to have in your filter will not show on the ground but if you hold down alt you still see them which was my concern because there are times where i'm like i need some wisdom scrolls but i do not want to see them i would hold down alt and i was thinking man if that's gone that would really suck but no you hold down alt and they'll still show but you don't see them on the ground and we actually played with turning it on and off and you could see the items appear and disappear and then tyler had a question about yeah noise. so for me when i make my filters there's an option that GG added a couple leagues ago, three, four, 20, where uh, they added the ability for you to completely disable a drop sound. So when you would have items in your filter previously and they, they were hidden, they would still make, they wouldn't make a specific filter sound that you allocated, like the sound, but you would still hear the clinking of items dropping, even though they weren't showing on your filter. GG added the option to disable drop sounds but one thing that i really like about this change items that aren't rendered don't make a sound so you don't have to go out of your way to say okay all these items that are being hidden i don't want them to make a sound now it's just, just not going to happen if mm -hmm. you have it and it's nice because it's a, it's another one of those features that will help the lower performance systems right and, and we, we primarily that's what it's for i would assume because there's at the end of the day it's a really small quality of life feature for someone like you that has a substantially quick computer Yes, but I think where it will, even for anybody, is when we didn't get a chance to test this, was in really crazy big fights. If you're doing like, okay, so oh, one right. thing like I did the, notice to you. When the guy that got banned, 
that we like what's his name empyrean remember yeah. like the frame rate yep that yep. was going on during that maybe that would change one of the things that i actually was going to tell you about is one of the atlas passives that you can get is uh for breach i don't remember which which area it is but they it expands faster and the monsters spawn faster oh. man we got to do one i got to show you yeah. when you open a breach it's just like boom just tons of breach monsters oh, all awesome. at once but i think for stuff like that where you could have potentially just a whole lot of shit just falling all over the ground it probably would be a yeah, little bit of an improvement but i think overall it's probably a way bigger improvement for for sort of mid-range computers which is awesome all right there was there was two other things in the patch that i thought oh. were good i mean it was all good but there were two things that i wanted to uh bring up there was um a nice kind of qol redundancy that they fixed where it was uh opening a map with uh area contains a blight encounter enchantment in the atlas region with the same modifier on a watchstone will no longer consume a charge on the watchstone modifier Oh, that's cool. Yeah, it's nice that you're not using something up that would have already rolled on it. So I thought that I've was always nice. wondered if Alva type stuff will do that because you can roll on a watchstone. Alva will show up for the next three times. But if you put Alva into the map, I'm, I've always been kind of curious if it uses it up. Yeah, I don't know if this was specific to that mod or if it was just an example of watchstones not being used up if it rolls on. Maybe the else. Alva ones didn't and this one did and they just realized that. And then another one that I liked, it was just in general, they updated some passive descriptions on the tree, which was nice. Oh, they also added so you can put the weapon effects now on your shield, which we played around with just to see. Yeah. Some of them have not been tested, but. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, you have a pretty unique shield, but yeah, yeah. still there was some MTX that uh, completely removed the unique art well, on the, your, what's your shield? Well, that's an MTX for the shield. It's one of the new MTXs that they came out with for the for a shield. Oh. So it's got a lion and like a, a, a snow, beard snow type beard. And if you use the, God, I can't remember what it's called, but it, it on my list, it's at the very bottom. It looks like it's got hearts on it. And if you put that one on, it's very weird because it's stripped all paint, yeah. everything. It's just like a silver, silver shield. And then there was one other one that looked ugly as heck. It was like weirdly chunky, but. In general, it's cool. Yeah, it's I love awesome. that you can now apply to main hand and shield, and it's just a check mark. You want to turn it on and off? I it did say specifically supporter pack weapon skins. I don't. Are there weapon sure skins that yeah. are not that were not at one point from a supporter pack? Oh, I that I wouldn't know. I know yeah, you I don't can know. buy them individually, but whether what their origin is, I don't yeah, know. I don't I'm know sure either. they have some that came out. All of mine are like from supporter. The verdant packs. one, for example. I don't think that was. Uh, you know what? I wouldn't know. I wouldn't know. I haven't played every day of my life. Uh, all right. So we had an uh, interview. There was a bunch of interviews they did for all the sound stuff. Yeah. It's really cool. They have like videos of them. Uh, I think um, Kane tweeted about it as well. I don't know. Maybe Camille did as well. But it was pretty interesting because they talked to them about the sounds they used for skills and just stuff in the game. So it's a big article. Yeah, it is. But I love how excited they get. Like there's people in there that were saying how excited they were and they couldn't wait. Oh, this is going to be such a cool sound that like they really like their work and maybe they hate their job and then they just completely rewrite it and say like, oh, I was really excited. But from my perspective, when I see, oh, it was, it, I, I really like seeing the excitement and passion of the employees. Like it really makes those types of articles because that's not my main focus or where I would normally put my attention when I'm looking through different articles. But then when I see it and I open it and all I see is just employees that are excited about this and how they went about it, it all of a sudden I'm finished the article. It's pretty cool. I think it's cool when people see them too, because sometimes you forget about all the stuff that's actually happening in your head while you're playing the game. And then you hear the sound specifically and you're like, oh, 
yeah, I do like that noise or I haven't noticed that sound or something. So uh, there was a bunch of MTX. Yeah, awesome. The flame wall one that got the transcendent one, which is almost like the clown fireworks. Mm-hmm. That's cool. Y- y- you'll always know where it is. Yep. And then concept art from the midnight, what is it? Midnight packed mystery box. Yeah. Sweet. So busy week. You flew through that. Well, you got like, you can pick like two topics because we got to, we got to wrap this up. I don't remember which one we said in a hundred we talked about in this episode. I don't think there was. It probably, was. You probably made it up. Uh, I do have to actually bring this up because you put this in here and I didn't read this until now. Apparently, Tobe's Secret, one of the guys that listens to us and hangs out in Discord. So I'm assuming they've done something they to their Atlas. a picture that showed. Oh, so it they? wasn't just them okay, so saying it. It was a screenshot. Of 27 Einhar beasts in a map. And so you would have to have all the Atlas passives towards that. But I would have thought like eight nine yeah, maybe 27 that's they, well they did say like that's not normal it's normally just a few that is added but through specific circumstances i think they said it was turns end wow that's uh, crazy. it's making me rethink all remember when we were going through the atlas passes when they were first announced and we were like oh this one's good no this one's not oh this is gonna be easy to go this path because those are a joke now all of a sudden i'm like oh Sounds pretty good to focus on some Einhar business. Do you use Einhar much afterwards? I'm not good at it, besides I, like staunching. I'm not oh, great at I, remembering to go back I to I never Einhar. think of it, but I still haven't done the boss because it's so, not, not as a criticism, I just never think of it with how he's situated in the game. If I don't need a specific craft on my flask, I, I'm not going, but I should think of it. I think it pops up pretty big when you unlock one of the boss crafts. I Maybe. don't think you could miss it. But, but I don't think of it but i do like bosses like for me i love having a metamorph i love having the rogue exiles i love having just bosses in my map and so when you to me einhardt's stuff they're not bosses but i do like them i i treat them like bosses and so maybe maybe i will when i watch my son playing and fighting if he has a sword he doesn't miss you know resolute technique yeah, he hasn't specced into resolute technique in real life yet. You see, if he sees a tree, he can hit it. If he sees my sister and he, or my sister, if he sees his sister and he's mad, he can hit her. The only way he misses her is if she moves or if she's invested in evasion. I think it's so weird that accuracy is a thing that has to be invested in. I can see enemies moving. I could see enemies having evasion that changes hit chance. I can see, but to me, it's so weird that you can have all this investment, but need to worry about, no, I actually need to be capable of hitting the person, the enemy. To me, that, that, that's such a weird concept for me, that accuracy exists from our end. I don't need any training to take a baseball and throw it across the room and hit you. Yes, you do. That's nonsense. I don't. I've played ball for 18 years and I don't need 18 years of experience to hit you 10 feet away. My point is, is that it's weird to me that accuracy exists from our standpoint. Not that missing enemies can and can't happen, but it should happen from their standpoint, right? Because they have dodge, because they have evasion. But to me, it kind of makes sense that accuracy from attacks in this game is always at 100% before you throw on the enemy's modifier. It's always existed, though. Like, and not just PoE. That's... Right, but things can change. Well, 
You're a dick. It's a stat. You, it's that's why you wanted me. You just wanted a, to shove it off so we could end the episode. <laughs> it's a stat. It's something for somebody to dump points into. That's why they use it. It could be something else. Like there's so many other things now. There's so well mana. <laughs> How about mana now? Like yeah, but that's already that's already a thing. You're taking an entire thing out. That's what I'm saying. Um, it's just accuracy has literally existed since. Dungeons and Dragons, all that paper stuff. That's always been a thing, okay, a well, chance to hit. How about this then? When you're looking at accuracy on the tree, where's their accuracy ever by itself? Never. It's always coupled with something True. because you need it for everything. But people don't go out like the, how they have the tree structured with other things that are similar to that. They're always coupled with something. It's never, there's never just an accuracy node, right? Because you need so much else in your build, but because they couldn't spread you that thin. They had to couple it with something else. If you remove it, people are probably still taking the exact same nodes outside of Resolute Technique, that specific one. But if, like, if I'm looking at um, a bow build, I might be choosing nodes that have accuracy with damage as opposed to just damage. But for the most part, I'm taking all the same stuff. I'm still taking all my life. I'm still taking my projectile or dot damage or whatever it's going to be. I'm still taking my evasion stuff or my dodge stuff. I'm not going out of my way for accuracy i'm still picking the same nodes i'm but i'm getting accuracy coupled with everything but then crit would become the stat it would become the most important part of any well, build. sure but you can modify how the game works around that i'm just saying accuracy seems like an i think you're trying to have a rational discussion around something that's a slightly irrational that yes i agree with you if i'm holding a sword i'm probably going to be able to hit you unless you move that's rational but we're talking about a video. Well, no, video I, no, 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 I know what, but I'm saying like where every point of accuracy comes in the game, it's already coupled with something I want to invest in. And the only reason that they're coupled together as opposed to separate is because you're already spread so thin. You're already having to make so many hard decisions. That's not a bad thing. What's the point of having it only with something you're already going to take? It makes it pointless. Maybe people want the accuracy and they're just getting that other thing out of it. If I had invested in accuracy, Justin, I would slap you. But I can't. No, I know you because can't. I haven't invested in it. My dodge is insane. I know. But if I had a fireball, you couldn't dodge it. You're too slow. My counterattack would kill you. <laughs> <laughs> no. Well, I guess you haven't. You're at 75% for your spell block. 97. That's a load of crap. Anyway, I think accuracy is kind of dumb from the user perspective. Sure. Up yours. <laughs> All right. Let's wrap this up. Episode 99. We are, we are one away from 100. When you listen to 100, I apologize for not talking about that thing that I said that I talked about in episode 99. I can't wait to find out what it was. I'm excited to hear it too. Anyway, thank you guys so much for joining us for episode 99 of Forever Exile, the Path of Exile podcast. I'm Justin AK Tags. Tyler Recker of Days. We'll see patrons in After Dark and everybody else get to uh, see. We see. You see. We'll see you. I don't know. Whatever. You see. We see. 100. You see. Episode 100. You. It'll be awesome. Love you. <laughs>